so bear with me this morning. We will see how we do with this. Come on. Come on. You can get bigger than that. I know you can. I've seen you. There we go. Don't work that way. <laughs> All right. You know, as I was... Uh, preparing for this message and um, of course we're on the tail end James has already talked to us about um, fightings and quarrelings within the church and and how the problem is us the problem is our heart and uh, today he continues on a difficult subject but it's also a much needed subject I believe Um, several years ago um, I had a gentleman uh, that had been in my life for a long time, and uh, we had worked together. We were working together at the time, as a matter of fact. <clears throat> and I would have considered him a very good friend. Uh, he was always very friendly. He was uh, um, just over the top nice to me, and so I, I just I always thought that we were we were good friends. I mean, we we had spent some time together and. And he had been uh, a part of the a friend of the family for some time, and and one day as I was um, driving home, my phone rang. And when I answered the phone, it was a butt dial. <clears throat> and and I was trying to get whose ever attention it was. I was trying to to get their attention to to try to let them know that they had had dialed me on an accident. And I began to listen. And I could hear that they was talking about someone. And I could hear that there was two of them talking. Well, I finally figured out who it was. And as I began to listen to them talking, they were talking about me. Oh, my ears perked up then. I'm ready to hear what they got to say. And let's just say I was very disappointed at what I heard. Um, some, a lot of the things that were spoke... Uh, were very cruel, were very malicious. Um, they used terms like so-called Christian and uh, just different things like that. And, and it, was, it was very hurtful. Um, I, I sat and I listened to the conversation that went on. And it was, it was mostly one of them speaking to the other. I, I didn't hear much from the other side, uh, but I knew both of who was in there. <clears throat> and um, and so as I listened, the conversation kind of changed from me to somebody else. And when the conversation changed from me to somebody else, the phone faded out and I lost contact with them. Well, I knew that the, the gentleman that was doing all of the talking was driving, so I called the other gentleman. And I said, hey, uh, just wanted to let you know that um, that... His phone dialed me, and I said, and I heard everything that you guys were just talking about me. Oh, they start, oh, well, and I said, no, no, no. I said, that's fine. I said, but listen, I said, at least I know where I stand with you now. I said, I I was under this false pretense that we were friends. I was under this false pretense that you guys, you know, thought highly of me, and I find out, you know, otherwise. And, you know, 
it was, it was, it hurt. I mean, it, to this day, we're still, um, when we see each other, we're cordial. And um, it never went any farther than that. It never, it never progressed to anything beyond that. But for me, it ruined a friendship to hear somebody talking about me and slandering my name and, and saying some of the things uh, that were being spoken. Um, Webster Dictionary defines slander as, if I can get this to come up here, <clears throat> a false tale or report maliciously uttered and tending to injure the reputation of another by lessening him in the esteem of his fellow citizens, by exposing him to impeachment and punishment, or by impairing his means of living. Slander strikes at people's dignity, and it defames their character, and it destroys their reputation. Their most priceless and worldly asset. Slander can destroy somebody's reputation. Slander and, and backbiting can destroy. Have you ever caught someone backbiting you? Have you ever caught someone slandering you? Have you ever been in the situation that I've been in where... Um, I remember a time my wife received a phone call, and it it was somebody talking about her. How, what in the world? How in the world? This wasn't even somebody butt dialing her. I mean, this was the craziest thing. Her phone rang, and she listened to two people talking, and one was was slandering her. It was just crazy. But have you ever caught somebody slandering you? If so, how did it make you feel? Probably not very well. It's, it's a painful thing to find out that people have been talking about you. A very painful thing. Um, one day, several years ago, my wife was stopped in Walmart and told how sorry they were to hear that her and I had divorced. <laughs> so apparently, uh, people had been... Uh, talking about the fact that she had taken a couple of Sundays and our daughter was going to church over in town and they were doing a baptism. And so she had went to that baptism and uh, apparently they had seen her over there a couple of times, which started the rumors. And the next thing you know, her and I are separated and divorced. And... Uh, I think the thing that amazes me is, is that no matter how uh, ridiculous the story is, no matter how crazy the story that you hear about somebody, how willing people are to listen to the story, and how willing people are to believe such a crazy story. I, 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 you know, the story with my wife and I, I mean, I can't even imagine, other than the fact that they saw her without me, on a Sunday morning, that they would even dream that her and I would, would have 
enough issues to warrant a divorce. And yet people are so willing to listen to slander and to backbiting and to gossip. Um, While I was in Kuwait, over in the desert, my wife had just had a baby. I mean, just had a baby. She was nine months pregnant when I flew out for Saudi Arabia. And, and um, I had a gentleman come up to me, and, and he's like, man, have, have you been hearing what's being said? And Well, I thought he was talking about somebody else. And I said, well, yeah, I've, I've heard what's being said. And he said, well, doesn't it bother you? I said, well, why in the world would it bother me? He said, what are you talking about? I said, what are you talking about? And he said, well, I'm talking about your wife. And I said, well, what about my wife? And he said, well, the rumor is that Sergeant Logan, which was our mailman in in Germany, was personally hand-delivering the mail to my house. And you know, at first, I was furious. I thought, how dare them speak about my wife and then I thought how pathetic it was my wife had just had a baby she was even not even in Germany anymore she had came back home to be with family while I was uh, over in the desert and I thought how pathetic and how willing these men were to listen to these pathetic stories and to believe these stories about my wife and it doesn't matter how how pathetic it doesn't matter how ridiculous People are so hungry for gossip and so hungry to hear such slandering that they'll listen and even join in, and then they'll spread it beyond that. (sighs) Um, And, you know, although when the truth came out and, and I was able to correct the story, I guess the thing that bothers me was that there were still people that believed it. You know, both Sergeant Logan and my precious wife's reputation had been maliciously attacked for no reason whatsoever. Slander. Slander is so widespread that we rarely even notice it. Gossip is so widespread that it rarely even sets off a little alarm in our head that says maybe we shouldn't be listening to this or maybe we shouldn't be a part of this backbiting doesn't even raise an eyebrow it's so common backbiting is basically slander and malicious talk about someone who is not present slander can be done whether they're there or not But backbiting is done when they are not there to defend themselves or to correct what's going on. You know, even though we have a nonchalant attitude towards slander and backbiting, James is going to show us how God views it. James chapter 4, verse 11. Speak not evil one of another. Brethren, he that speaketh evil of his brother and judgeth his brother speaketh evil of the law and judgeth the law. But if thou judge the law, thou art not a doer of the law, but a judge. 
Speaketh not evil one of another. Do not slander one another, the NIV says. Psalms 109.3 says, With words of hatred, they surround me, and they attack me without cause. That's slander. They surround me with evil words, and they attack me without cause. All the sin of slander needs is a malicious tongue fueled by hatred. That's all slander needs. There doesn't have to be any other things that go. Many sins have, have different factors that go along with it. But slander only needs one tongue, one tongue that has hatred behind it, pushing it. This ought to be interesting. Psalms 41, chapter, or 40, verse, chapter 41, verse 7 and 8 says, All who hate me whisper about me, imagining the worst. He has some fatal disease, they say, and he will never get out of that bed. Man, this is tough. Trying to get this thing to do what you want it to do when you want it to do it. Come on, baby. Leviticus chapter 19 and verse six, 16 says, Do not go about spreading slander among your people. Psalms 15, verse 1 through 5. Man, this is terrible. Who may worship your sanctuary, Jehovah? Who may enter your presence on your holy hill? Those who lead blameless lives and do what is right, speaking the truth from a sincere heart. He that backbiteth not with his tongue, whose tongue utters no slander, or harm their neighbor, or speak evil of their friends. Those who despise flagrant sinners and honor the faithful follower of Jehovah and keep their promises even when it hurts. Those who lend money without charging interest and who cannot be bribed to lie about the innocent. Such people will stand firm forever. I will take you past noon this way, for sure. <laughs> but that speaks, Psalms 15, 1 through 5, speaks of a righteous man and says that a righteous, one of the signs of a righteous man is that he is unwilling to slander. He is unwilling to take part in gossip. 
Jeremiah chapter 6 and verse 28 says, They are the worst kind of rebel, full of slander. They are as hard as bronze and iron, and they lead others into corruption. So Jeremiah tells us that the worst kind of people are those who slander. They're like iron. They're like brass. How serious is slander? David said in Psalms 101 and verse 5 that he would destroy anyone who secretly slanders his neighbors. Solomon said that to that we are to avoid a slander. Proverbs chapter 20 and verse 19, he who goes about as a slanderer reveals secrets. Therefore, do not associate with a gossip. Jesus taught that slander reveals an evil heart and it defiles a person. Matthew chapter 15 and verse 19 through 20 says, For from the heart come evil thoughts, murder, adultery, all sexual immorality, theft, lying, and slander. These are what defile you. Eating with an unwashed hand will never defile you. In the Second Testament, has a lot to say also about slandering. Jesus taught that slander reveals an evil heart and defiles. Paul commanded both of the Ephesians and the Colossians to get rid of all slander in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 3, and Colossians 3, 8. Scripture warns of the devastating effects of slandering and backbiting. Slander destroys friendships in Proverbs 16, 8, 28. A perverse man spreads strife, and a slanderer separates intimate friends. Proverbs chapter 18 and verse 8 says, speaks of deep wounds that are caused by a slanderer. Words of a talebearer are as wounds, and they go down into the innermost parts of the belly. Proverbs chapter 11 and verse 9 says that with their words, the godless destroy their friends, but knowledge will rescue the righteous. So Proverbs 11 and verse 9 says that slandering will even destroy your friends. It will destroy your neighbors. And then Proverbs chapter 26 and verse 20 says that slanders stir up trouble. It says, where no wood is, the fire goeth out. So where there is no tailbearer, the strife will cease.
There are seven things that God detests, and one of those is a slander in Proverbs chapter 6 and verse 19. And Proverbs chapter 10 and verse 19 says, it is a fool who slanders. If I can get myself going the right direction here. And there are many stories in the Bible of those who have been slandered, who have been spoken against, who have had backbiting against them. Come on, baby. This is terrible. It will not do what I'm trying to get it to do. There we go. We read in, in Psalms chapter 31 and verse three, 13 where David was slandered. John the Baptist was slandered in Matthew chapter 11 and verse 18. Paul was slandered in Romans chapter 3 and verse 8. And even Jesus was slandered. In Matthew chapter 11 and verse 19, they called him a glutton and a drunkard. In chapter 26... In verse 59, he was slandered. In John chapter 8 and verse 41, he was called an illegitimate child. And then in chapter 8 and verse 42, I believe, he was told that he was possessed by a demon. And so many in the Bible... Now, we just studied a story in 2 Samuel chapter 10 where David had sent a group of men to show his condolences um, when the king of the Amorites or the Ammonites had died because he had shown kindness to David in the past. And so he sent this group of men in to show his kindness and to show his condolences to the rest of them. And as those men showed up to show their condolences, the men around the new king, Hanum, had convinced him that David was spying on them and was planning on overthrowing the land. They began to slander David, and they began to to throw doubt upon the new king. And so when the men were brought in before the king, he had them half-shaven and had their clothes ripped and torn off of them up to their thighs, it says. And then he sent him home. Well, King Hanum knew that David would respond to what he had done. And so they hired a bunch of mercenaries to fight with them against Israel. And because of that slander, because of what had happened, because of what had been said, and because of the lies that had been told to the king, and he believed 40,000 men, over 40,000 men lost their life. From the Ammonites, 40,000 men lost their lives because of a slander that went against King David. 
And when King David had nothing but pure intentions when he sent the men. I just found out a couple of weeks ago um, about someone that used to attend here years been had attend here some time back and I found out that they had quit coming to the church because they heard some rumors about me and I just racked my brain I could not figure out I thought what in the world could they have heard about me that would be so bad that they would never step foot in this church again I mean just racked my brain about it and could not figure out what was going on. And so I contacted them. Wanted to find out what was going on. What Wanted to find out so I could at least uh, uh, admit the fault or deny the fault. I mean, at least uh, you know, be able to face my accusers. Uh, but no such luck. I guess it would be inappropriate... Um, to reveal to me their sources or even to tell me what the charges were against me. But how many lives have been destroyed? How many people have walked out of churches because of something they've heard about somebody? Some gossip, some slander, some lies, some backbiting that's going on inside of the church. How many people have walked out not to return because of that? All right. Now look at the second part of verse 11 there says, He that speaketh evil of his brother judges his brother, speaketh evil of the law, and judgeth the law. But if thou judge the law, thou art not a doer of the law, but a judge. Let's be very clear here. This is not talking about, this is not speaking about confronting somebody because of sin in their life. Come on, baby. Sometimes I love technology, sometimes I hate it. There we go. You see, the difference between the two is this. When you confront somebody about sin in their life, the whole point is to get them out of that sin and to draw them back into the presence of God and into a a right relationship with God. But when you share that sin with others as gossip, you're not trying to win anybody back. You're not trying to draw anybody out of that. All you're doing is try to bring that person down in the eyes of those that you're telling the story to. There's a big difference between the two. So when God tells us that we're not to be judging, what he's saying is don't you be judge and jury. Don't you be the final say. Don't you condemn them because you have no place to do that. You see, one of the most loveless things that you can do is to slander, to backbite, and to gossip. It shows a complete disregard 
for a brother or sister in Christ. And this goes against the law. This goes against the law of love, where God says that that we are to love God with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength, and to love our neighbor as ourselves, to love our brothers and our sisters as ourselves. This goes against the law. And when we are gossips, and when we slander, and when we talk about other people behind their back, what we're saying is, is we have a complete disregard for that law, which puts us above the law, which puts us saying that law is not worthy of my time. It's not worthy of my presence. It's not worthy of my obedience. And we put ourselves above the law, and we judge the law itself. Hmm. You see, love covers a multitude of sin, not exposes it to the world. Proverbs chapter 17 and verse 9. You see, James warns that that makes you a judge of the law. And you judge the law unworthy. You see, when you slander or you backbite one of God's children, you, my friend, sin against God. When you backbite, when you gossip, and when you slander, you sin against God. When David was with Bathsheba, who did he say he sinned against? He said, God, I have sinned against you and you alone. Hmm. You see, we are to expect slandering from outside, from outside the church. We expect that. But we should never expect slandering and backbiting and gossip within the church. It shouldn't happen here. It shouldn't happen inside of this house with our brothers and sisters. Man, if you could see how tiny this is right now. I don't even think the glasses could help it. about to lose my patience (laughs) how bad would that be right now (laughs) yes it would be thank you brother (laughs) Uh, you see god alone is sovereign he is ruler and he is the judge of this universe he is the only one that has the right to judge He is the only one that has the right to condemn. He is the one who gave us the law. He is the one that will judge the intent of our heart and the reason behind the sin. He is the lawgiver. He is therefore the only one qualified to judge and to condemn because he knows the heart and the intent of the sin. All right, we're wearing down here. Look at verse 12. There's one lawgiver who is able to save and to destroy. So who art thou that judgest another? James says, who do you think you are? In modern vocabulary. Who do you think you are? You have absolutely no right to talk about your brother. You have absolutely no right to talk about your sister. 
who do you think you are? Hmm. The sin of slander and backbiting, James says, is no trivial matter. And one who continually takes part in it should question their relationship with God. Now, I want to close this service with the devastating consequences of slander. And I want us to remember this story because I'm going to tell you something. You don't know how it affects those around you when you slander them, when you backbite them, when you, when you gossip about them. You don't know how they're going to respond to that. You never know. And I want you to listen to this story, if I can read this. Because it was kind of hard to read whenever I... Uh, Get it to come up. They were a happy little family living in a small town in North Dakota. Even though the young mother had not been entirely well since the birth of her second baby. But each evening the neighbors were aware of the warmth in their hearts when they would see the husband and father being met at the gate by his wife and two small children. There was laughter in the evening too. And when the weather was nice, father and children would romp together on the back lawn while mother looked on with happy smiles. Then one day, a village gossip started a story saying that the father was being unfaithful to his wife. A story entirely without foundation, but it eventually came to the ears of the young wife, and it was more than she could bear. Reason left its throne, and that night when her husband came home, there was no one to meet him at the gate, no laughter in the house, no fragrant aroma coming from the kitchen, only coldness and something that chilled his heart with fear. And down in the basement, he found the three of them hanging from a beam. Sick and in despair, the young mother had taken the lives of her two children and then her own. In the days that followed, the truth of what had happened came out a gossip's tongue an untrue story and a terrible tragedy the most unloving thing that you can do is to gossip or to join in gossip or to slander somebody and for what I don't know I don't I don't know who God's talking to. I don't know whose heart He's speaking to today. I expected there to be a house full today. I thought, man, everybody needs to hear this. Don't get into gossip. Don't get into slander.
And do you realize that according to Bible scholars that the sin of slander is condemned more than any other sin in the First Testament? Yes. Do we not understand the destructive nature of slander and gossip and backbiting? I've been a part. I've, I've, I've been victim. And we've all been victim to it. We've all had people talk about us. We've all had people talk behind our backs. But I've also seen the devastating effects of how it affects people. How it affects people I love. And for what? To lift ourselves up? To bring them down? What, what is the purpose of backbiting and, and slander? What is it? James says be careful. That this isn't a game. This is a very great, great thing, Frank. Thank you for that. Three people die in gossip. Hmm. Would you stand to your feet? Just don't do it. The buck stops with you. The buck stops with me. Father, we're so thankful for your word. God, I pray right now, God, for all of us sitting here, God, help us to be strong. God, it's so easy to get caught up. It, we don't think it's that big of a deal. What difference does it make? They'll never hear about it. It'll never get to them. And God, we just heard the story of a young couple who tragedy fell upon them because of the lips of a gossip. For over 40,000 men died because of the slander that was brought before a king. People die. If not physically, then spiritually. Because nobody wants to be talked about behind their back. Nobody wants to be talked about behind their back. And God, do not let us be the one talking. Do not let us be the one to partake and to be a part of the gossip and the backbiting. God, I pray that the words that come out of our mouths will edify, will build up, will strengthen God, when people try to talk down about somebody, I pray to God we have the strength to stand up and to speak life into it and to stop the gossip right there. God, don't let it be a part of this church. Don't let it be a part of our sister church over at Brushy Knob. Don't let it be a part of the churches in this area. God, stop it. Do not let it have a foothold or a foundation in our family because it only destroys. And now, Father, as we conclude this service, God, I pray for everyone here today. I pray you go with them as we travel home. God, help us to get there safely. Keep us on the roads, God, and get us to our house. And until we come back again, 
We ask all these things in Jesus' very precious name. Amen. God bless you. I'm planning on having service tonight. It's supposed to be above freezing for the remainder of the evening. So if, if you guys see something I don't see, ice or something, let me know. I don't want to put people in danger, but it is supposed to warm up this afternoon. God bless you. Thank you for coming today. And be careful.